Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. The markets have dropped significantly in the month of January, the, the most they have since March of 2020. The S&P 500 was down about 9%. The NASDAQ, which is a group of primarily tech stocks, was down more than 15%. What's going on out there? Well, hey everyone, it's John Chapman. Today, I'd like to share a little bit of my thoughts about what's happening in the stock market and then offer a few suggestions about how you should be thinking about the stock market as part of your portfolio. And I want to leave you with some tips so that you can be intentional about moving the ball forward to reach your financial goals. So let's start with some perspective. First, I want to suggest that we should be really grateful to have the stock market as an opportunity to invest our money and grow it for the future. As investors, we've got lots of different ways we could invest. We could start a business from scratch. We could maybe buy into another private business. We could buy individual pieces of real estate. We could buy crypto. We could also buy gold. These are all examples of assets or asset classes, private businesses, real estate, crypto, and gold. But each of them present their own pros and cons with their own set of time and expertise requirements. And, and for most of us, the time it takes and the expertise it takes to invest in private businesses or real estate or crypto is simply just not on the table because we need to work in our jobs and take care of our families. So that brings us to the stock market. This is a beautiful way for us to be able to invest our money and really delegate the responsibility of growing to a, a major company. And if we just use the S&P 500 as an example, this again is the largest 500 companies in the US that dominate our global trade. These are companies like Apple and Amazon, Google, Microsoft, JP Morgan, Johnson & Johnson, Berkshire Hathaway, the list goes on. And I'm not necessarily advocating for any one, but I want to explain that these are major companies. They have hardworking people with lots of degrees, lots of education. And when we choose to buy into their companies, they're now on our team. It's important to bring up because this is often overlooked or just forgotten altogether. If we're buying into Berkshire Hathaway, we have some of the smartest people working in corporations today as part of our investment team, figuring out areas of the market that they should be pouring into so that their company does well and ultimately their stock does well. So as someone that needs to get an efficient ROI on their time and, and their money, I think we should have a posture of gratitude as we invest in the stock market. It's certainly something that I feel as I'm helping my clients invest their money, just, just being thankful that we have this as, as an option that's available to us. Now, naturally, the market does go up and down, sometimes in a really fast and dramatic way. It's like trying to grab onto a bar of soap. It is slippery and hard to get our arms around. So I understand there could be some concerns when we, we look at the computer screen and see the market's gone down fast. But, but I want to suggest that even though we can see the market fluctuations on a minute by minute and a day by day notice, that doesn't necessarily mean we need to take action or be concerned. 
So if you are concerned and are reaching towards your financial independence goals or retirement, and that's in view within the next five to 10 years, if there's a pit in your stomach, I want to offer some strategies so that you can be intentional about crafting your portfolio and have a strategy that's going to make you feel comfortable, but also get you to your goals. So let's turn to that now. First, I want to offer this framework of thinking about the economic cycle in four phases. And we can think about this like the seasons of the year, winter, spring, summer, and fall. In economic terms, we can think about it as a recession, an early cycle, mid-cycle, and late cycle. So in each of these economic conditions, the stock market performs differently, of course. To give a more clear example, March of 2020, when COVID hit, this was like our recession. This is like the winter time. The market dropped 30% in three weeks. The economy came to a grinding halt. We, we moved past that in 2021. There was stimulus with low interest rates. There were PPP loans, unemployment. Think of this economic period like spring, where things were sprouting up. And the stock market naturally responds differently in the spring, where it had a, a fast and swift recovery. The period that we're in right now, I want to suggest, and this is my own, this is my own crystal ball here, so take this with a grain of salt. I want to suggest we're moving from the spring period to the summer period, meaning we're moving from the early cycle economic phase into the mid-cycle economic phase. And we're going through some natural gyrations in the market to understand how those different economic cycles are playing out. Interest rates are rising because of inflation. And stock may not be priced where they should be in accordance with the, the mid-cycle economic phase. So while we have experienced a drop in the market, I want to suggest that if you think about it in these, this framework, we're probably entering into a period of months or years where we'll be in summer environment from an economic standpoint. And, and the market usually trends higher over that period. Who knows what will happen here? But as history as a guide, it usually trends higher. Some other data points I'd like to share with you is that looking backwards over the past 40 years, the stock market has been higher at the end of the year, the last 30 of the last 40 years. So that's about 75% of the time, the stock market ends higher in December than it where it was in January. And I think we could take comfort and have some sense of confidence in that. Along the way, though, we'll inevitably have these bumpy points like we're experiencing right now. And this is a, a data point that's often overlooked. And I want to make sure you understand the implications in your portfolio even though the market has been up 75% of the time over the last 40 years, there's still usually a period where it goes down during the year. And the average downturn is about 14% in any given year. So some years it might be down 8%, other years it might be down 25%, but just the average drop during the year is 14%. Let's wrap our heads around that for a moment. Let's pretend you're 50 years old and have a million dollars. Let's pretend that you have all of it invested in the stock market. If we experienced an average drop of 14%, that million dollar portfolio would go down to 860,000. Now, somebody that has a portfolio where maybe they have 70% of their portfolio in stocks 
and 30% of their portfolio in bonds or preservation, that same million dollars, but broken up into a different allocation, that portfolio would drop about $98,000. Let's call it a hundred. So that same million dollars, but invested differently in a 70% stocks, 30% bonds would go down from a million to 900,000. The reason that this is important for you to think about is because while we don't have control over what the market fluctuations will be, we do have control about how you're choosing to invest, what your risk profile is, how much you have in growth, and how much you have in preservation. And we need to remember some mathematical rules here where if you have $100 and it drops 10%, how much does it need to get back to even? It needs 11.1%. If you have a 50% drop, then it takes a 100% return to get back to even. So if you're somebody that is, has an eye towards retirement, towards financial independence, even though we don't have control of the stock market, you do have control over how you position your portfolio. And we're wired psychologically to experience losses much more painfully than the equivalent dollar amount gain. So now might be a good time to assess your risk tolerance and your allocation and understand if you need to be making tweaks in your portfolio. So we've covered a lot of ground already. We've already talked about a perspective we should take when investing in the stock market. We've talked about an economic framework and then put some hard numbers on the average ups and downs. Let's turn to some action items that you could be thinking about right now. The first one we've already alluded to, but the first action item, I want you to consider how long you have until retirement and think about what your risk tolerance is. Do you need to be changing your portfolio right now? Maybe you're someone that's been really aggressive and this recent downturn has caused you to realize maybe you're not positioned in the most appropriate way. Maybe you're someone that's been on the sidelines. Maybe now's an opportunity to start investing that money and, and buy in on this dip. The second thing I want you to be focused on is considering how much you need to save every single month in your 401k or your brokerage account to reach your long-term financial independence. And there's this amazing research paper that I think about often written by David Blanchett, Michael Fink, and Wade Fowle. And it puts some context under how much we need to be saving every single year in order to reach our financial independence goals. And just to use an example, somebody that's in their 50s, that's earning $200,000 for their household income every single year, they need to be saving anywhere between 15 to 20% of their gross income in order to grow their portfolio enough over time and then to recreate that income for themselves in the future. So 15 to 20% of 200,000 is anywhere between 30 to $40,000 per year. So again, while we, we don't have control over the stock market, you do have control over how much you are gonna save and what you're gonna be allocated in in terms of your stock and bond ratios. And this is a great way to be focused and intentional about moving the ball forward on your financial plan. You have clarity on how you're invested between growth and preservation, and you have clarity on how much you need to put into your 401k and brokerage account per month. We've covered a lot on today's episode, so I want to leave you with this. Ask yourself, where are you in your investing journey? How far along are you until you want to get to financial independence? What allocation should you have? 
and how much should you be saving every single month? If you have questions or concerns about your financial plan, I want to encourage you to reach out. You can contact me at john.chapman at wpwm.com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter or LinkedIn. And with that, I wish you all the best and happy investing. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.